All right. Welcome to Jupiter's Palace. This is actually going to be, I believe, episode 12. I'm not, to be honest, I'm not even 100% sure, but I'm so excited because I'm just more and more content, more and more lovely guests. And I'm so excited to have the lovely Maddie here, the social worker, which as she put on Instagram, I love it. Um, Introduce yourself, Maddie, where to find you and all that good stuff. Yeah, so um, I am Maddie, as Penny said, the social worker witch. Um, I right now am offering like tarot readings and support sessions, um, but my main goal is just to support people with breaking generational cycles and learning to love themselves um, and kind of everything that falls in between that because there's so much. Um, I find that the more I try to like hone in on what it is that I do, the more I realize that there's actually just even more that goes into it. Um, And so I think I'm settling into accepting that reality. (laughs) Literally everything in the occult is just like a rabbit hole. Everything, anything in spirituality is just a rabbit hole. So if you want to get into this work, just know it's literally lifelong and you will never get out of it once you're in. But today, we are going to be, yes, so today, Maddie and I are going to be talking about um, our inner child work um, and uh, my experience, their experience, and everything in between of inner child work, mental health awareness, um, our spiritual practices, and yeah, we're just going to, like, dive into it. So I don't know where you want to start. I guess we could start just, like, who was baby Maddie? How were they? Um, What were they like? And how are they now? Yeah, I like that starting place. I like that starting place, too. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, little Maddie is slash was, like, the coolest um I'm a Virgo sun and tropical but I'm a Leo and sidereal and I just feel like that was like very prominent (laughs) as a kid um I was very confident in myself um and always wanted to be in front of like the camcorder or the camera or just anything like I wanted to be the star of the show um I used to write songs and perform them for like anybody who would listen um there's a series of me called ride in style with maddie um because admittedly i was a horse girl and (laughs) it was like literally just me like frolicking around the park um essentially narrating like as if I had my own show and the best part of it to me is I would actually do the commercials too (laughs) I love it so it would be like okay and we're going to the commercial and then the like tape would stop and then the tape would start again and it was like me but it was the commercial and I was trying to sell you like Avril Lavigne concert tickets and (laughs) like Hillary Duff VIP experiences Um, oh my god and so I think when I think of little Maddie I like to think of that version because I think you know obviously at some point um with all of my experiences and like societal messaging I wasn't as confident um and I kind of lost that just like 
pure confidence and just wanting to take up as much space as anyone would allow me. Um, so I like to remember little Maddie like that, I think. I love it. I love that story. Thank you for sharing. Little Maddie yeah. sounded so cool. I would have loved to be on the show, just doing whatever. <laughs> uh, that's so funny. Uh, little Kenny was the opposite, I would say, of Little Maddie. Little Kenny mm-hmm. was so shy. My cancer rising was strong when I was younger. And also, I'm a Sag moon and tropical, but a Scorpio moon in sidereal. So I feel like that Ooh. really presented itself when I was younger, just constantly observing, working in the shadows behind the scenes, like never trying, never really like trying to be the star of the show, but also trying to be the star of the show at the same time. Like it was a mm-hmm. very weird, like balance that I had to go through. But little Kenny loved, um, entertaining but for like large settings like Mm. I could go on stage and like I was in my school's play and I like joined the talent show and like all this stuff but when it came to like smaller settings that's when my my Scorpio moon was screaming and I was just like sitting there observing and watching everything but not talking not saying anything not doing anything um but I definitely expressed myself more afterwards um after life happened that's when I was like I gotta speak up I gotta say something we gotta let people know who how I am but little Kenny is shy little Kenny is very shy and still comes through a lot that way (laughs) like when I'm entering new experiences I think it's interesting though that you felt more comfortable in like larger audience spaces or like larger groups than like intimate ones yeah, it was always an interesting part of me. I, I like I never understood it. I think maybe it was because I could just pretend they weren't there, maybe, since I would yeah. always like perform in my bedroom, like putting on concerts, putting on shows, trying to like learn different scenes and movies and like act them out and stuff. I was really big on like wanting to pursue that career of like an entertainer, but intimate settings, it was I'm just like froze up was just like "Ah, I don't know what to do what's going on yeah Um, but yeah inner child baby Kenny has been like someone that I grew to avoid I guess you could say like I just kind of like internalized a lot of the shit that people would say to baby Kenny and Mm. it still affects me to this day like I'm still working through all those negative like internalized thoughts that come through but learning to tap into it has been way easier than I thought so I don't know what you like what you do to tap into inner child work but I usually just do the things that I did as a kid in general so like dancing around in my room or learning a scene or Mm -hmm. um trying to like figure out how I can get back into like a talent show setting I don't know where they do that around here but um (laughs) yeah I don't know about you yeah I think that's like one of my favorite parts about inner child work is that it's literally as simple as that just doing the things that you used to love to do as a kid um and that's what I always tell people when they're like I don't know where to start like watch the little mermaid I don't know (laughs) um which is admittedly like one of my favorite movies as a kid. Um, so that's a go-to for me, but I definitely 
resonate with that, like internalizing the messages that were told to you when you were younger and having a difficult time, like navigating that and trying to work through that. Um, because I do think that like the people who told me I was too much or I was annoying because of the way that I used to be like, that still shows up when I try to, you know, put myself out there or try to take up like more space. Um, and then I think another, um, another piece of inner child work is just like tarot spreads. Like that was really helpful for me when I was first starting, um, because in a way it almost felt a little distanced to me. Um, and so because I was, you know, internalizing a lot of those messages and making myself smaller, it was easier to connect like via a tarot spread, which felt like a, a middleman or like a third party. Um, so I always recommend that to people as well. And that's something I still do to this day. I love that. I feel like I haven't done enough tarot spreads for my inner child, but I have done an hypnosis. So um, I don't know if you're familiar with, um, I believe Taylor Ursula is her name, um, mm-hmm. but that's so Pisces on Instagram and Twitter. Um, she hosts, um, or I believe they, they host um, this like hypnosis um, free like event usually a couple times a year so mm-hmm. keep a lookout because they're fucking amazing but I went to one because I was like hypnosis I was like that's dope like I've never done that before and it just so happened to be an inner child um, hypnosis where we were going to go back um, and kind of like visit our baby selves and our little selves and spend time in like our childhood mm-hmm. bedroom and like just like play around with like the little version of you and it was so I don't know what they do their power is fucking potent because that shit felt like so real and so magical and it was so healing um so I highly recommend if anybody is willing to enter that space or like find something on YouTube or even go to that so Pisces because I believe they do like individual hypnosis I'm not sure but it was definitely like a, a an eye-opening experience to like just travel mentally back to where I felt the most comfortable when I was younger and kind of like go back to the version of myself before all the negative self-talk came in. So yeah. that's also another way that people can do with it or just like um, guided meditations. Hypnosis doesn't have to be like a full-on hypnosis, but. That just like unlocked a memory. Like it's not (laughs) even like a, not even like super far in the past, but I just completely forgot that actually the first time that I really felt connected to my inner child was listening to a guided meditation. And I even wrote that like in our, in our notes for this, you know, (laughs) (laughs) and I didn't connect the dots, but somebody that I was following just posted like, there's an inner child meditation that's really helpful for me. And I was like, I don't, I've heard of this before, but I don't really know. And I think it was, um, I was working from home one day and it was like my lunch break technically. And I like laid down on the bed and I listened to this 15 minute meditation. And by the end of it, I was like sobbing, like mascara running down my cheeks, needed to fix my makeup (laughs) before my next telehealth session. Like just totally did not expect it to like hit me the way it did. Um, 
And so, yeah, definitely guided meditation. And there's, it's so accessible too. I think um, like, of course there's folks that like host them, you know, on zoom live and stuff, but there's so many out there on YouTube to sift through and like find out what works for you and what doesn't. So yeah, that's another one. Yes. I love that. So guided meditations can be like throwing curveballs at you out of nowhere. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's wild. I did a spirit guide meditation and literally got the whole tribe, just like a tribunal. Like it was like a nice little desk and everything. And it was like, um, like Sabrina the Teenage Witch or like Halloween Town <laughs> when they get like transported and just like have yes. all the powerful beings yeah. there. That's what it was like when I did a spirit guide meditation. I did not expect that. I thought it was going to be like a quick little, they just pop in, show themselves and like go on. And it was a full mm-hmm. on like trial of like, what do you want? What do you like? What are you here for? And it's like, I just wanted to meet you. I just wanted to know who you were. <laughs> but I highly recommend <laughs> meditations guided meditations are just like different things and on youtube youtube has a lot of like ways and powerful ways to like tap into magical things and tap mm-hmm. into like deeply rooted memories and bringing up all that good stuff but um i always like to remind my clients when doing like inner child work or shadow work like if anything overwhelming comes up take a breath like slow down maybe even stop completely and like try another day like there's no reason to push yourself through Mm -hmm. this healing process um because healing again is like lifelong and also thinking of like the asteroid chiron and how um they're the wounded healer able to heal everyone except themselves and it's just an an infinite wound that will like never cure itself you just always have to learn how to tend to it so never push yourself too much people when doing shadow work and inner child work because it's it's hard as fuck sometimes yeah that's a really really good reminder and so getting into shadow work and inner child work a lot of um I would say there are a lot of connections with like mental health and having, you know, to go through healing and having it such be such a spiritual and profound thing. And most of it is all in your mind. And when you're struggling with like mental illness or just like having to deal with mental health and just like sustaining a good mental health, it can be very overwhelming sometimes I know for me when I was like first getting into shadow work and inner child work that and that was before therapy and meds and all that good stuff I was Mm -hmm. it was too much I couldn't do it or like I had to do like the surface level bullshit shadow work just to make it feel like I did something because the real shit was too much it was yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) I do not want to go back but Luckily, and this is like a PSA for everyone, if you need help, please go get it. Because luckily I was able to understand that I needed more than just like meditation and spiritual guidance and intuition and tarot cards. Like I needed more than just that stuff to get me through life. Um, So luckily I finally got therapy, got all my meds and stuff. And life is better with them. 
Because I don't know, there's like stigma still against medication and using antidepressants. And even my boyfriend, not to like put his business out there, but he like still has very much a stigma against being on medication. But Mm. it's like it helps. It's helping us. Like, why wouldn't you want to use it? Um, But I don't know. What are your thoughts on all of it? Yeah, I mean, there's so much stigma around medication still. Um, and I know that it's helpful for so many people, um, my partner, my friends, my clients, um, have all benefited so much from it that it's so hard for me. I think being in the place that I am now and knowing how helpful it is sometimes to even go, to go back, you know, to be in the same, to sit with somebody who like is just, really doubting it, um, or working through that stigma. And I do think that shadow work and therapy go hand in hand. I mean, like, I always think that shadow work is just a form of self-guided therapy. And so I think that if you have the means to, because therapy is a huge privilege for so many folks, um, and it's a lot of like barriers and bullshit to wade through when trying to find a therapist yes um if you have the ability to the means to and you want to I always recommend folks to go to therapy um that's actually something now that I'm I have therapy clients myself that's something I tell clients that I go to therapy and there are so many people that are like what you (laughs) you you don't go to therapy. Like you're, you're just saying that that I want to go. And I'm like, no, actually, I think that anybody can benefit from it if you find the right person. Um, and I do say that caveat because there are unfortunately a lot of like mental health providers out there that you're not going to mesh with or that don't understand your needs. Um, or your perspective, life experience, all of the things. Right. Um, but I do think it's important to like also destigmatize that like therapy can be helpful for basically everybody. Um, because there's so many different forms of it. There's so many people that practice it. So yeah, huge proponent for that. Obviously I'm a little, (laughs) (laughs) I'm a little like, um, biased, but no, but therapy helps. Like you said, it helps so much. And like I dabbled in therapy as a kid, but never like stuck to it. So now as an adult, I finally found a therapist that I believe is like going to be a good one. We've only had like two or three sessions, but like so far, so good. Mm-hmm. So, and that's like, like you said, it's like a huge struggle getting therapy. Like it's, I think it took me, I went, um, and trigger warning like hospitalization I like was in a partial hospitalization back like earlier this year for like a really like big depressive episode and I only just now am like getting a therapist after that situation so it's like even when you finally get the help it still takes time to actually like meet with the person and like get that flow going of like yeah. a consistent schedule. And even before that, like trying to get health insurance. Oh my God, that shit a is so, such a struggle. If you're not getting it like through your job, it's like impossible. 
and it's so frustrating. They need to really figure that shit out. But the CDC is a hot mess right now, so I don't know what we're going to do. Yeah. And it's like, that's the stuff that we don't learn in school that would be like so helpful to know, um, along with, you know, obviously so many other things. And I think that something that I also like to remind people is that you can ask your therapist questions. Like when you're initially searching for a therapist and you're like going to consultations, like you can ask them whatever questions you want to that, you know, you feel like would make you more comfortable. Um, so something I always ask new therapists now is like, how knowledgeable are you about like queer and trans issues? Um, who did you vote for in the last election? I haven't actually asked that one myself. I know friends who have, but I do ask just generally about politics. Like if I complain about capitalism, are you going to like be uncomfortable and not know how to respond kind of thing? Mm. And I will say, I think that it's hard to ask those questions at first, but it's just, in my experience, it's been like so much more, it's been so much easier to really like find the person that I will mesh well with by asking those questions in the initial consultation and not waiting for them to come up like five sessions in. Literally. Ooh, now I need to ask my therapist some questions because I never, (laughs) and like we've talked about this before, I'm the type we're the type that like thinks of the questions afterwards mm-hmm. so they're like any questions they're like do you have any questions for me and I'm like uh, no not right now but I'm definitely going to ask for their sun sign I'll be like what's your zodiac sign <laughs> Who? what's the energy going on here and ask them all that good stuff yeah ooh, I like that because I've always I will- been, I'm shy so I don't ask questions yeah I find that there's like a lot of people on Instagram that post like questions to ask a new therapist or, you know, um, things like that really help me because yes, definitely always five hours later is when I think of all the questions that I wanted to ask. And so going into it prepared with like questions that other people have come up with that make sense for me to ask has been really helpful. So I'll send you like an Instagram post or two. Yes, <laughs> please. I'm going to check TikTok too. I, TikTok is, although it can be very misleading sometimes, if you actually like look through the videos of what you're searching for, you could find some like really good, mm-hmm. juicy, like advice and guidance and stuff. Like I just dyed my hair red. So I was like looking for like the best hair products and stuff. Oh, realized yeah. that everything I was using was shit. So I was like, oh, my God, like, and I only just started growing my hair out. So baby Kenny is like shaved, like army style Mm. buzz cut, always like forever and true. Like I only started growing my hair out last year, literally during the pandemic because the barbershops closed. So I couldn't get, um, you know, to get a haircut. So I was like, you know what? Let's try it out. Let's grow it out. And I am in love. Like, I am, there's no way I'm going back to the bus cut. I am <laughs> in love. And now they're like, I'm coloring it. And I'm like, ooh, like all the, all the like times that I could have dyed it in high school, it's happening now. So I, this yeah, is I love like, the red. Thank you. I want it to be brighter though. I want it mm-hmm. to be a way more like Rihanna Red, like only girl oh, yeah. in the world, like boom. And that's how it was before, but fucking job that I didn't even stay in for six months made me dye it black. Mm. I needed to be a natural color. 
If you find a job that makes you dye your hair, just leave. Quit. It's not the job for you. <laughs> I agree. My hair is actually usually some color. Um, it hasn't been for like the last year or so, not even less than a year, like eight months or so, which is like out of character for me, but it was, it was red before. So now seeing yours, I'm like, Hmm, kind of want to go back. You got to go back. Yes. I love the red hair. I do. I want to go silver though. That's a dream. That has always been one of my dreams too. And it just seems like so much work. Yes. That's why I'm like, especially for like me, this is like my first time dyeing my hair. I was like, no, let's not go extreme. Let's not bleach. <laughs> have to go to the salon like five times. Yeah. But that's definitely like, if I change from red, I'm going silver. No other color really interests me except silver. I want silver hair so bad. Oh my gosh. One day. One day it'll happen. I will be the Saturn king that I'm trying to be. Yes. Like my gray hair. Oh, I love it. But all right. So going back on topic, <laughs> we got off topic. <laughs> but going back, after coloring your crown chakra and getting the color that you want, that's another reason why I chose red, because I feel like I mm-hmm. needed to be more grounded um, and way more just like in tune with the earth and what's going on because so much is happening in my mind that I I need the extra help. I need all the help I can to just like make sure my head stays on my shoulders. Yeah. Speaking of keeping our head on our shoulders, things that I do to like keep that going aside from daily meditation. Um, and even that isn't as daily as I want to. Like, I don't think I have, I haven't meditated at, at all this. No, no. I did a quick five minutes the other day. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> meditation is not consistent, but. Yeah, I feel that. Aside from that, I definitely do daily cleansing, mm-hmm. like energy cleansing, mind cleansing, physical cleansing. I always am cleansing at like any chance I get. I have a um, cleansing spray from the magic touch botanica and it smells amazing i love it highly recommend it was only like 10 or 20 bucks so oh i spray that like every day and then also like a shower i always like activate the shower and like Mm -hmm. charge it up so that i can cleanse myself and just get rid of everything from the day or get ready for the day depending on when i'm showering but I'm trying to think what else I do aside from that. Those are really like my daily things. Like every single day I try to make some time for meditation, even if it's like three minutes and cleansing. Um, Yeah. Yeah, showering is huge for me too. Um, I think especially because like I am the busiest I've ever been in my entire life (laughs) in the master's program that I'm in now. So I just don't. I just literally don't have the time that I used to. Um, and I think at first that was kind of a loss for me. Like it, it felt like almost I was like grieving all the time that I used to have. Um, and I know it's only temporary and I'll get that time back, but it's been really useful for me to like find those pockets of time where I'm already doing other things. Like I'm going to shower every day. I'm going to brush my teeth to like, um, you know, say my prayers or just connect in some way using, you know, those moments where I'm already going to be doing something 
yes making the mundane magical Yeah. it's literally that's all I can do really because I don't I try and I want to so bad but I like you know to have that set time to do like a, a nice full-on ritual in the morning um and I try my best to like fit it all in like a tarot spread and then picking a crystals and all that good stuff but sometimes it's just like just too much work I'm just trying to survive today like I'm just trying to get through and like I'm ready for bed when I wake up type of situation but definitely just trying to maintain that daily effort or at least weekly at at sometimes I would say daily is a bit too much so often but Mm-hmm. a consistent schedule with cleansing meditating calming yourself because at least for me like dealing with anxiety calming my mind has been like the most helpful thing with just dealing with life in general yeah. like if I like every time that I meditate like comp- like 20 minute meditation in the morning that day is smooth sailing I am chilling the rest of the day, but like when I don't meditate or I don't take that time, I'm all over the place, just bouncing yeah. off the walls and mentally. And I think it's for me when I go like, you know, a week without sitting down and like spending 30 minutes with my tarot cards or whatever it is, it's so helpful for me that when I do get back into that practice, really like noting and recognizing how much it does help me. Like, oh, wow, I do feel like so much less anxious and connected and grounded Um, and not just like, okay, I did this thing on to the next, like actually sitting with myself afterwards and seeing like how much it improves my mood and lessens my anxiety because it can be difficult to remember that sometimes, especially when you're like busy or your mental health isn't the greatest. Yes. And everything seems like a monumental task. <laughs> yeah. Literally. And especially like, I know for me personally, like if I'm not doing that consistently and then on top of that, I forget to like either take my meds or like I'm not doing the like therapy skills that like my therapist is giving me. I'm just like hot. I'm a shit show. And then I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know why. Like life is just so hard. Like I'm a hot mess. But it's because I'm not doing the work to actually try to keep it all together. Yeah. Spirit and the universe likes to test us sometimes and just throw everything. Fuck everything up so we can get our shit back together. Yes. Um, yes, they do. <laughs> spirit is a shit show. Um, but yeah, I believe I think we like ran through our notes. Wow. We are just so. If I I don't know if you have anything else you want to touch on. I don't mind the short podcast, but well, now I'm like maybe I want to ask some questions. <laughs> uh, yes, ask. Um, I think I kind of want to go back to this idea of like, or not this idea, but this reminder that like shadow work can be really triggering because I think that there's such an emphasis on doing it in the last I don't know like couple years or so which I think is great but it's also I feel like so often not paired with 
the reminder that it can be triggering or that it can be really helpful to have people to support you or to have, like you said, therapy skills or coping skills or whatever you want to call it in place for you to access those things when something does come up. Um, and so I guess I'm just curious, like in, in terms of the community aspect, like how has being in community with other people or other witches or whatever, like been helpful for you in your shadow work practice, but also just like with mental health in general? It's definitely helped a lot because I always thought I would like be like a solo practitioner or like a witch. And this is why I asked this question because same. (laughs) (laughs) I literally like I got Wicca for a solo practitioner and I was like. Oh my gosh. That was like my first book. (laughs) Literally. As like a 13 year old. That was like the very first book that I picked up. And I was like, oh must be so low yeah exactly i was like they were like you can try making a coven and i was like who the fuck is gonna join me no we're not even gonna try um but finally getting into the community and like seeking them out through social media and also like around me i ended up finding some people that were close to me that ended up being witches and it's just it makes you it even I feel like it makes the magic even more potent because you know you're not the only one that's doing these things Mm -hmm. you're not the only one with an altar you're not the only one doing these rituals you're not the only one spending the new moon doing this or the full moon doing that and like it just makes the magic more potent and I feel like it just adds to the we are all connected like all is one and one is all type of situation where everyone is kind of going through the same bullshit we're just going through it in different ways and it definitely just helps ground me um helps me realize that like I'm not alone especially when I'm like talking to other people or like during my new moon rituals where we're just like basically venting about all the bullshit that's been going on yeah like it just helps that like we're not alone we're not the only ones going through this and that there are people that I can reach out to for help or like if I'm like having this blockage or this situation I can reach out be like hey how do you how did you get through this how did Mm -hmm. you get through that um and I've shared so much amazing expertise like coming in and going out with so many other witches and I've had so many other people inspire my practice and like I if I was alone that show would be so boring to be honest I would have mm-hmm. been so over it by now if I was alone <laughs> yeah yeah and the reason I asked that question is like I said because I definitely started off being like I'm gonna be a solitary witch um And also just because I've been thinking about the importance of community a lot recently and particularly like internet community, like I have in real life friends that practice. um, But I think when I was initially starting off and like really being intentional about like making this uh, integral part of my life, um, I was nervous to tell people in real life. I was like, how are they going to take it? Are they going to think it's just like, a you know, a trend or are they going to be like freaked out by it? Am I going to have to explain everything? Because I think that's also like another piece of having like friends who are witches is that you don't have to go through like 
all the explaining and like, this is what this means. And this is what this means. And I don't mind doing that for people, but it is nice just to have people, like you said, who understand. Um, And I think for me, there's also been the struggle of finding the community that I fit into because there's so many like there's so many of us out there you know like once you start to wade into it it almost feels like oh my gosh I didn't realize there were so many people and communities and groups and discord servers and facebook groups and like all the things it's ld (laughs) yes yes and um it was overwhelming and also initially felt like I wasn't going to find a place or a niche that I like fit into. And so that's why I'm just really grateful for like you and all the other people that I, you know, follow on Instagram and have become like friends outside of Instagram with, um, because we share like so many of the same values and, um, are a part of other communities, you know, like not only the witchy community, but the queer community, like the non-binary trans community, um, and yeah, I don't know. I just want to like speak to that, I guess, and just say that it's it's so important and so healing, honestly. Yes, a hundred percent. And I have mentioned this person so many times. I need to reach out to see if they want to like sponsor or some shit. <laughs> but <laughs> the people's oracle, I always go back to because like when they mentioned um these this idea that individual survival it just is not gonna work it's just Mm -hmm. not going to work anymore like the idea that we're all in this alone that we need to get through these things alone and just keep pushing through and working harder and harder but like alone just to get through the basic survival um is just not working anymore and we need to start accepting and reuniting our communities and you know it takes Mm -hmm. a village to raise a child it takes a village to do anything so I feel like when I read that excerpt of like um their sidereal predictions for 2021 I believe we're in that or like past it already but like in this section of like really accepting um the community that we want to be in and the community that we want to foster and healing and like dealing with life and surviving is meant to be in community like you always see animals in packs you never really Mm -hmm. see an animal alone like there's always groups and um so humans are animals (laughs) like biology we are animals as well so like we need to accept the fact that like we kind of need to commune in packs and need to interact with each other in order to deal with the basic shit that is life because this shit is so yeah. hard and it gets to be so overwhelming when you're dealing it with it alone. Um, and then on top of that, if you add being queer or being a person of color, being witchy mm-hmm. and like, it's just, it, it can be a lot. So finding other people is just so important, I feel like. Um, and it's definitely a process because I've always, I've had a, such a bad history with, like, friend groups. Like, I believe, all my friend groups at this point have fallen apart. Like, mm-hmm. I think I talked to, like, maybe one or two from each friend group. And, like, that's it. But they don't interact with each other. So it's, like, a lot of one-on-one or just not community. And mm-hmm. when I, like, entered 
you know, witchy astrology tarot readers and started reaching out and following everyone and interacting with people and like meeting people like you. And it just makes everything feel even more aligned and makes everything just feel right even more like your our intuition is even more heightened because we have these connections with other people that are doing the same exact things as us yeah um, and yeah I just love it that's why I made um like my three pillars like connection knowledge and magic like connection yeah. is the first one because that is the most important part of what I'm trying to do with my business but also in life and my journey is just connecting with as many people as I can and seeing what comes up what magic is created when we share our knowledge with each other um so yeah I kind of just went on a rant real quick but um I loved it (laughs) (laughs) because so much of that resonates and I I I mean for me like I'm such a relationship person which is just connection you know like I and everything I do like building relationships is the most important thing to me both in my personal life my quote-unquote professional life um (laughs) both like as a social worker slash therapist and at bloom with maddie um because i i don't really think like any meaningful work can be done without relationship building we might think that it can but it's so much more it's so much deeper and like more healing like you said And I think that's just another thing that our white supremacist, capitalist, you know, patriarchal society has like robbed us of is this idea that to, you know, like being, uh, sorry, I'm like mad. (laughs) (laughs) But it's like this idea that, you know, we have to do everything by ourselves, and for some reason or for whatever reason that makes us like more noble or better than other people. Cause we were able to do it alone rather than with the support of other people. And I just think, of course, there's so many things that that specific culture has robbed people of, but like, that is such a s- sad part of it to me because we thrive in community and we are able to do so much more together than we are alone. Yes. The United States. <laughs> We're supposed to be united. <laughs> but <laughs> no, I feel you. Capitalism, white supremacist culture is just do it all alone. Just keep pushing through. Just keep working harder and everything will work out. And that's just not how life works. And that's not how it is. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Yep. You already, all those white lingo that I (laughs) I don't even understand or know. (laughs) Like bootstraps. I I don't wear boots like that. My boots have laces. Thank you. But. (laughs) Okay. Like new response to that. I don't wear boots like that. I'm sorry. I don't wear boots like that. I have a higher taste and a better taste. I'm sorry. No, but capitalism fucking sucks. I hate it so much. Like, the idea that I have to pay for a fucking roof over my head, why? And why is it so much? Why can't it just be, like, $25 or 100 bucks? Like, sometimes I really, like, think just very philosophical of like this is all fake 
this mm-hmm. idea of rent, this idea of ownership of land, this money, time, like all of this is fake. Why yeah. can't we just all collectively say fuck it and just like go back to like exchanging energy, exchanging gifts, exchanging resources? Yeah. Like life would just be so much better. And like also highly recommend you watch this movie if you're into like thrillers and like apocalyptic type movies um but this new movie that just came out called greenland um have you seen it i haven't seen it no oh my gosh it's a (laughs) fucking just such a wild ride and so like realistic if that event were to actually happen like it really showed Mm -hmm. the true raw emotions and reactions of Americans if we were in a dire situation where we needed to stick together and we needed to like kind of like you know just barrel through and like keep going but also the movie just has like inevitable events so it's not really it's really difficult to kind of band together when uh you Mm -hmm. know but watch the movie it's fucking amazing (laughs) and like it's so it's suspenseful from the beginning like we were only a half hour in and I thought it was already halfway through the movie. Ooh. So it's it's good. It's so good. And Gerard Butler, his fine ass, is just <laughs> <laughs> Chef's Kiss. He's he's amazing. I love his work. I love him. But yeah, just like it really um just going back to like capitalism, fuck capitalism. And just I really wish that all of us collectively could just kind of like accept and go back to the ways of before capitalism, before the white people came onto this land, because they had a nice system going on. Yes, there were like arguments and wars and all that, you know, land ownership still was um, an issue, but it was a bit, it was just better because everybody knew that we needed to work together like the village and the mm-hmm. tribe would all work together and everybody had a role. And even if it wasn't a significant role, it was still necessary in order to keep like the life cycle and everything going. So one day I feel like Jupiter and Pisces, Neptune and Pisces will help us a little bit, but then Jupiter goes into Aries and fucks everything up. So we'll see what happens. But I have high hopes for Jupiter and Pisces that everybody will just get into their spiritual sides, mm-hmm. get in tune with like the universe and the connections, and we'll just all be just like eating fruit naked, chilling by the beach, <laughs> pulling tarot cards for everybody. Just <laughs> so I can I ask you an astrology question because that yeah. just made me think of I feel like I've seen a lot of people talk about like the Pluto return. Yeah, like the United States, is it? And I'm just curious, like, if you have any thoughts or opinions on that, because, you know, I'm not an astrologer, but I see everybody talking about it. And from what I've seen, I'm like, ooh, that seems really significant. (laughs) It's like, uh, I'm excited for the Pluto return just because I've always been an anarchist at heart. Like, I've Mm -hmm. always been fucked this country, just like intuitively, like before learning about racism homophobia and because i was very sheltered and very blind as a kid but even then as a child i was like fuck america like this shit <laughs> like no these white people ain't shit no fuck this country anyway i love but, that for little kenny <laughs> <laughs> and so this pluto return 
and I talked about it um, with Gigi. We had like a, a YouTube video on her channel mm-hmm. talking about it, but it's going to be a time of just complete destruction of what we thought our society was. And I also feel it, it's like a, a huge karma of everything mm-hmm. that's happened to this country and how what it was founded on. Like Pluto and Aquarius ruled by Saturn. You're going to get that karma times 10. So this country is about to just like everything that's already been brewing is just going to have like a massive explosion and a massive um feeling of like apocalypse within our country because we're having to look back at when we founded this country murdering all these indigenous people taking their land and their resources and making them assimilate to the white culture to the european ways of living and then founding a whole fucking generation of just like America the Great, you know, the American mm-hmm. dream and the constitution and then slavery and all this bullshit. Like all of that is just going to come back and bite America in the ass. And I feel like thinking of Aquarius and how it's the humanitarian sign, it's all about the community and really advancing technology and society to for the betterment of all. Mm-hmm. I'm really thinking that now with Pluto return is going to be transferring the power back to the people the way it was supposed to be it was supposed to be the land of the people you know the land of the free like we get to do what we want and like that's the point i feel like now after the 100 or how many fucking years it's been we're finally going to have that power back into the people and into the communities into how we can better and um advance our country because so many things have been uncovered so many flaws have been highlighted and pointed out in just the past year two years three years and so forth so we can't just like turn away we can't just like you know put the the cover on and the rose-colored glasses and like make everything feel like it's not there like that shit is in our faces now especially with um Pluto is irreversible change. Like, Mm -hmm. these are changes that, like, it's a whole new country. It's a whole new ballgame now. After this pandemic, like, there's no way we're going back to the way it was. Like, there's no chance in how we're going back to that. So we're basically going to get that times a thousand when Pluto goes exact, that Pluto return goes exact. And when Pluto enters Aquarius in general, I feel Mm -hmm. like we're just going to have a massive destruction of capitalism of this soul survivor mentality of you know all for one like not all for one how what is it like all for themselves all for themselves mentality of like Mm -hmm. i need to figure my shit out before i can help other people like no Mm -hmm. we need to help everybody we need to find the situations and the i mean the solutions and the compromises that help everyone even if you need to sacrifice something Because that's also a big thing, communal sacrifice. And that is something that, like, indigenous cultures would just do, like, in a ritual. They would sacrifice to the gods, to the, um, you know, deities, and to the land. And, like, Mm -hmm. so that they would help, you know, have that energy and work together. That's kind of, like, what we need to do and what we're going to be doing, kind of forced to do with Pluto return. 
Um, yeah, I can go off on Pluto with Karen <laughs> and Pluto and Aquarius. I am so excited. Also, the I'm very excited for the generation that is going to be born with Pluto and Aquarius. Yeah, like they're going That's to what fucking I was just thinking of. blow our minds. Absolutely blow our minds. And like she who must not be spoken of um mentioned that Pluto and Aquarius is opposing Leo. So it's going to be like a really big issue mm-hmm. for the current children. Um, and just like protecting them and making sure that everything's okay with just like protecting the young ones. And I feel like that's what we should have been focused on from the beginning. Like mm-hmm. when we allowed yeah. a school shooting at a kindergarten and didn't add gun rights like no but it's going to be a huge just like a power play and just like a a huge power war between the people and the people who think they're in charge and think they're the ones on top and we just need to like as a generation I started ranting again going back to the children the children Kenny think of the children (laughs) so going to have to protect those children and really like making sure that the power is in their hands and not against them yeah that's what i wanted to mention but also just a generation being born under this pluto and aquarius they're going to be the leaders we've been wanting this whole time they're going to be the leaders thinking of how we can better the community and everyone and they're just going to naturally be able to come up with these amazing ideas and solutions um that just help multiple thousands hundreds like whatever that is people because the pluto and capricorn people right now have that business mentality on lock they are securing the bag they are getting (laughs) everything ready for the pluto and aquarius people to come through and like have all these amazing solutions that will make them even more money and still actually be helping people Um, that makes me excited because i just think i mean kids are like the fucking best and I always am like here for protecting the children (laughs) and like always emphasizing that like kids have just such brilliant minds and ideas because they are so willing to like think outside the bounds and so to think of a whole generation with that placement ah that's exciting it's gonna be dope it's gonna be dope but the cons just like not talk about all the good things the cons of like pluto and aquarius and having the pluto return is that (coughs) white supremacy is definitely going to be way more aggressive way more like fucking ridiculous um just like all the differences are definitely going to be even more highlighted even more like built on and i would honestly i forget where i saw this i saw a connection between like the upcoming years and the civil war Mm. so like i honestly and intuitively i have been feeling it for a couple years now so like i'm gonna call it out now as the astrologer who predicts this if i'm wrong i hope i'm wrong but i am honestly predicting a very close like a civil war type situation where our differences are so divided that we now have to fight for like a separate entity away from Mm. these people like their bullshit is just so strong and they are so dedicated and so aggressive about their beliefs of white supremacy and capitalism and all this shit. Bet 
go do that down there in the South. <laughs> you go do that. Y'all wanted the Confederation. Here you go. Just have it. And I really feel like that is something that could occur. Like, I would not be surprised if the United States get separated um, and become separate countries. Like, not even just, like, in the next couple of years, but Pluto and Aquarius. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also just thinking of um, advancement in technology and also Pluto being the planet of destruction, there could also be a very huge increase in like wars and like mm-hmm. using some very advanced technology and some very dramatic ass technology to either spy on people um expose people or like attack people bomb people and stuff like that i'm like really hoping that none of this happens and i don't want to like fear monger but just thinking of Aquarius being ruled by Uranus. So Pluto is basically being ruled by Uranus right now. Sporadic destruction Mm. in ways that we will never see coming and we have no control over of. So we kind of have to like mentally and emotionally prepare ourselves for whatever could happen. Like it gives a very apocalyptic vibes, to be honest, Pluto and Aquarius. And I'm hoping that it's like years from now that we're only like at the beginning stages and Mm -hmm. that this is like you know i mean protect the children but like it's probably going to be like the children's problem like not ours like not our generation or the people next to us like our grandchildren great grandchildren are going to be going through like an apocalypse of this country yeah what you said about um like white supremacy getting like more aggressive reminds me of something that Caitlin of Spirit Garden Tarot has said like multiple times and it's something along the lines of like when the demon is just about to be exercised that's when it digs its claws in the the deepest yes um and I just feel like we've that we've been really building up to that in so many ways um just with everything like politically and socially in the last I mean, I want to say like five years, but even so much longer than that, you know, it's like been this, this just this buildup of so much. And so I think that that's just what it makes me think of. Like the demon is being exercised and (laughs) as it moves closer and closer to that, that's when it just sinks in even harder and its grip becomes so much more fierce because it doesn't want to let go. Yes. I love that analogy of that and this situation because that's really that's how it feels to be honest like these people do not want to understand do not want to let go of their beliefs do not want to try to live life in a different way or just see things from a different mm-hmm. perspective they're just so set on white is the way <laughs> but it's, it is what it is. Unfortunately, it's an issue that we have been dealing with for years now. So it's like not something new. It's just yeah. something that got hidden away somehow. And we said, no, this just Pluto and Sagittarius said, no, 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 no. We're not hiding anything anymore. Like Pluto and Scorpio, y'all can calm the fuck down where we're going to release everything. And Pluto and Capricorn said, bet we're going to capitalize on it all. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And then Pluto and Aquarius is going to be like, but let's just help everybody. And then Pluto and Pisces is going to be like butterfly and rainbows. Like, I love you, everyone. Like, 
world peace will happen in Pluto and Pisces, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Or be like the closest to being obtained, but we shall see. That's what I'm hoping the timeline is for every world, just eventually reaching world peace, but we shall see. It's going to be interesting this next year. Like I've been doing a ton of 2022 year ahead readings. Mm -hmm. So this year it's going to be like a regular year, but it's going to feel amazing compared to the last two years. So that's how I've been like explaining it to everyone that it's not going to be the best year ever. It's not going to be like this amazing life-changing situation, but it's going to feel like that because these last two years have been such a shit show and have been so horrible and have been like pretty traumatizing on the whole fucking collective that next year isn't going to be as traumatizing. So it's like, yay, like we get a break. Like life is amazing. We love it. But it's just like a quick little break. I haven't looked at 2023, but 2022 is going to be pretty relaxing and pretty just keeping everything going adapting to the changes that have happened and just trying to come out of these ashes as the phoenix were meant to be basically mm-hmm. this is our rebirth 2022 like the renaissance the beginning of the renaissance after this pandemic but the pandemic is still going strong so oh, yes. yes i don't know Shit is too much. Did you see? I don't know if you saw, saw, but they like obviously restrict. They like um, shortened the the quarantine time to five days. But now, yeah. healthcare workers are being required to go to work if they don't have symptoms. So they could have a positive COVID test, but if they're asymptomatic, they still have to go to work. I, you know what. I did not see that and I just like I don't even know what what's gonna surprise me at this point because obviously the moves that are being made like the the CDC like shortening it from 10 to 5 days was just so obviously because of business I mean it's yeah. just you know get back to work okay <laughs> that's what I want to work for. let's make it work yeah it's horrible i hate it but so yeah you're not even safe in the hospital because your nurse might have covid and had been forced to go to work (laughs) so it sucks i'm very i'm so lucky and grateful i work from home now because no i'm not about that i have allergies just from the changing of the seasons and you want me to get covid yeah Yeah. Horrible. Let's see. Is there anything else you want to talk about? I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of how we can end on like a more (laughs) a more positive note. Positive note. Um okay, since we got into astrology, just some like hints for people who want to like get into inner child work and get into shadow work and like want to use their birth chart as like a guide definitely look to your fourth house since that's the house of the subconscious um and also the 12th house since the 12th house is kind of um also the subconscious but more on a spiritual and mental emotional level 
the fourth house is like everything underneath the surface. So if you have, let's say I have a Libra fourth house. So my shadow work has to be pretty (laughs) in a way. Like I need to have like cute writing for journals, like a nice dedicated journal. My altar is set up really nicely and cute. Like I just need to make it pretty and attractive so that when I'm actually going through the hard shit and sobbing my eyes out, at least I'm in a pretty surrounding, like, and I'm okay. And everything is like a bit softer because I'm surrounded by positive things, even though I'm going through negative shit in my mind. Um, so that's just one example. What's your fourth house? So I can use that as another example. Um, I think my fourth house is Aquarius, but let me like double check on that really quick. Um, my fourth house yes Aquarius so for you I would say like shadow work and doing inner healing would be has to be very creative and very out of the box and it's not like what everybody is like doing Mm -hmm. so for you you can't look on Pinterest for like an exact tarot spread or an exact um ritual or anything like everything has to be very kind of like self-curated and created and kind of like grabbing from different things in order to create the work or shadow work or the journal prompts or the ritual that is best for you um so that's just like a way to just like validate that part of you and just like keep doing your own thing if you have an Aquarius fourth house or anywhere where Aquarius hits that's just where you need to do things completely different from the norm so whatever you think you're supposed to do do the opposite of that and see what happens um maybe that is what works for you um so yeah very accurate to my experience like I when I was first like starting off and really making this like a like you know because I I I say that because I dabbled for a long time like since I was in high school with like being witchy and witchy stuff um but once I actually started to make it like an intentional everyday part of my life um I really tried to like follow tarot spreads and follow like rituals to a T and it just like does not it does not work for me. Like I have to, I'm, I'm like so guided by intuition and like my guides and what I already know. Um, it's very rare that I like actually follow a ritual or spell or something from somebody else for that reason. And it made me feel initially like I'm doing this wrong. (laughs) I'm not doing like, I'm not actually doing it. So that's validating. You're making it even more potent especially with witchy like witchcraft in general which is something I learned with meeting with other witches and communing with other witches is that the more personal the more unique and the more different that you make it is just putting in even more powerful potent energy and magic and just making it even more personal to you so that it works for you like you can make a a self-love ritual or or candle or whatever and that shit is going to work exponentially well for you because you made it through your intuition and your intention and such so I always tell people if if it feels right and feels witchy enough fucking do it because the point of witchcraft is to be able to do anything with nothing with the things around you 
So like when I made my first altar, I thought I needed to get like the nice chalice with a with a with a shell and have a smudge stick and all my crystals and stuff. And like that was definitely the dream. But when I read um, Wicca for a solo practitioner and like was actually reading all the necessary supplies, I was like, I have a wine glass. I have a bowl. I have a hunting knife. One of my frat brothers left in my luggage. I have like. <laughs> Um, I have this and that like I was just like I made my altar and it looked super ratchet super like are you sure you're a witch like are you sure you're not just collecting random objects and putting it on your on your shelf Um, but it it was a starting point and like that that's what made the magic even more potent because I had things that were just found around my house and that's where witchcraft really starts with just a bunch of stuff around your house. That's why a bunch of the famous magical herbs are, are shit you can find in your kitchen cabinet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I'm thinking back on like my first altar now. <laughs> I'm like, uh, <laughs> yeah, it looked pretty, pretty interesting. It, it looked you because I got like the giant candles of different colors so that's really what made it so I was like okay I have different colored candles so I have different colored objects like of course but there was no cohesion anywhere I did like I was just like this is what the book said so I'm good (laughs) (laughs) I'm doing it right (laughs) I follow the instructions exactly but and my altar is a fucking mess. Not like a, but like an intentional mess. Like I have all my crystals. I have my, um, I have a selenite sword now. I have like, a, uh, uh, my grandmother had like this um, carousel candle holder in our house. Oh. And she was like, she let me go into her house and basically like raid and take anything I wanted. So I saw that candle holder and I was like, crystals bet so now I have all my crystals on like a cute little ferris wheel oh my gosh I love that and it's ah I love it I have a pine cone for Artemis I have a candle for Hikati it's my altar is popping right now it's definitely not where I want it to be but it's way better than what it used to be yeah I I agree mine is the same way I know that people listening to this won't be able to see but that's my altar. You see, that's my goal. Something like that. That looks so fucking cute. That looks like a Pinterest board. I know. And that's the thing is I do like mine. Like I'm very particular about like the way that it looks. And I really like it to look a certain way. Um, and so I actually think that's sometimes why I don't post it. Cause I'm like, I don't want people to think that it has to look like this, you know? Cause when I, <laughs> like I said, my first altar was very interesting (laughs) (laughs) but now it's just like a a practice to like and it it changes to like every time that I switch it out which used to be weekly now I'm like I don't know I did that weekly (laughs) now it's like maybe twice a month um or once a month more realistically right now yeah but it it changes like I have different colored altar cloths um but there are always things that stay the same like there's always a pomegranate for Persephone um I always have seashells for one of my guides and cinnamon and always white flowers um but then other things kind of change with just how I'm feeling I love that yes I need to get altar cloths I don't have any at all so that's like on my list 
I can send you the website that I got them from because they were like really cheap. And so that's why I have like a bunch of different colors. <laughs> hey, yes. I want to do like, I want to switch out my altars for all the like Wiccan holidays mm-hmm. and like have that going because I always miss the holidays. I'm always like scout, like the last day, the day before the day of, I'm like, I need Yule, I need this, I need that, I need, oh my God, I need this color candle, and then this, but it's a hot mess, so I feel like if I had different altar cloths, or just like different altars as well, I want to try dabbling in that, I have a shelf that I really want to make like an altar shelf, just have different altars mm. in each um, cubby thing, so We'll see when when the fuck I do that because that's been on my mind for like a month now. But yes, for all witches and baby witches out there, your altar does not have to be pretty at all. It just needs to have everything you need to make the magic happen. Mm-hmm. And it evolves with you. And as you're developing as a witch, your altar is developing and ever-changing it's amazing and it's so much fun to make an altar too like buying stuff for my altar and like I want to get a sculpture of my deities too like that's one of my goals Um, same they're pricey they are they are yeah and I'm like okay so when my business blows up I'll get sculptures got it But all right, I think that's a good way to end it. Talking about altars and witchcraft. And thank you so much for being here. I really enjoyed this time. And it was so much fun to just talk about inner child and witchcraft shit. I feel like I haven't talked about witchy things in a while. I've been talking about astrology for days (laughs) on end. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I had a lot of fun too. Yes, but um, if you want to plug in real quickly where they can find you, how to work with you, what you do, and yeah. Yeah, um, so I'm at Bloom with Maddie, M-A-D-I, on Instagram and Twitter. Um, like I mentioned earlier, right now I have pre-recorded tarot readings that I'm offering as well as support sessions, um, but... In the very near future, I will be offering one-on-one mentorships and um, starting my own podcast as well, which I have not publicly said anywhere. So (laughs) I'm really excited about that, but definitely follow me and you can get all the updates when they come out. (laughs) Yes, I love it. I can't wait for all the new stuff that's coming i can't wait for your podcast yay well thank you so much maddie for being here appreciate it and yes thank you everybody for listening